Nah, nigga. That nigga seen Zion get up there, was crying, and was like, I'm not going to be outdone. Not going to be outdone. Zion been outdoing him all year. And it's his time to shine. That was a real moment, bro. Nah, bro. You're whack, bro. That, 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 not, that wasn't fake. Bruh, that nigga was, there was nothing there. He cracked, he got one tear to run down his face at the end. How did he get a tear to run down? Can you cry on cue? No, but if I work, if I sat here and worked it up, I can get one tear. That's what I'm saying. That's like the happiest moment of your life. How can you, how can you squeak out a tear in the happiest moment of your life? I didn't believe it, man. Nah, he was, was Gucci. Real. That was real. He was Gucci. Did you watch it? Did you watch it as it was happening? Yeah. He was Gucci. He was sitting there, oh, talking to homegirl. Da, 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 da. He looked to the side, and he was like, <sighs> he was trying his best not to. Before he did all of that, that was why he grabbed his dad and all of that. Like he was trying to like grab his dad, like man, don't start crying. Don't that. We that's what it looked like to me. We gonna talk about it. It looked it, like man. man, don't start crying. Don't start crying, and then it just, it just, it just came on and came. Oh, man. I just felt some kind of way, but I was like, come on, man. That was real. I was like, come on, man. That was real. Wait, I that was the Family Room Podcast. Before we get into anything, Family Room Podcast episode seventeen. Yep, seventeen. I'm Mike Rome. Stefan Rome. Back for another week, another episode. Trying to come with more energy. I'll be listening back like, man, you be you sound like you don't even like doing the podcast. And I really, really do. So I'm trying to come with more energy. Sound Ooh, like I, No, me, oh. personally. Nah, you always sound good. I always sound I mean, your Your voice sound better than mine on the mic and your energy always sound good. I'm trying to trying to catch up to where you at. But anyway, Family Room Podcast, episode 17. Um, back for another episode, another conversation. Same family, different room. Uh, we're sitting here talking about uh, the NBA draft since we were already talking about it. Might as well start with it. Yeah. And get through it real quick because the people that, you know, don't come here for sports, so they don't leave us. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, NBA draft. Of course, Zion went first. The guy that's LeBron on with the white suit. I like how he did the no tie with the button open. I, I like the play on the LeBron stuff. It's good for his brand because everybody's been comparing him to mm-hmm. – I, I like the draft for a bunch of different reasons. Of course, because I'm a sports fan, but – I like to see all the plays because you could kind of start seeing these guys building their brand, like who they're going to be. Like the dudes that just want to fly under the radar, they're going to wear like a nice regular suit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. some of the guys, it's like, I want some spice, but I still want to be about business. They're going to be like job. They're going to wear like a, a nice suit, but they're going to throw some flair on it, like spice up with the color, maybe some pinstripes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, ju- I'm judging everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just a sports I'm just a sports fan like that. I'm looking at everything. I'm just glad the Steve Harvey suits are out of here. But now the thing That's I the, the thing I really liked about the uh about the draft was I mean what kind of, not kind of exactly what we were just talking about the like the 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 moments with the parents because mm-hmm. Zion's was real. I believe RJ's was real. I don't and see, I've, I've never I've never really seen it like that. You see them like hug their parents, especially like guys that's lottery picks. Because they know it's said they know they're gonna be rich in a few logo, minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not a big thing. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure like later behind if it does happen, it never happened on TV like yeah. live like that. And yeah. I thought it was dope. I liked it. Of course the mama's boy would say that, but I thought it was dope. I just because we was talking about RJ, I just don't feel I felt some kind of way when it happened. I'm not saying it's not real. I'll I'll look, I'll just leave it there. I'm not saying the tears wasn't real. I'm saying it looked a little, it looked a little on cue for me. You know, it just for me when I was watching, I was like, "Come on, fam." That that's just how it made me feel in the moment. I feel you. And when Zion was crying, I was like, "Damn, bro!" Like he knew he was gonna go number one, but he's just overwhelmed right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and that question caught him off guard. Yeah, you could tell all of his answers. It's like it's it's. 
what he truly believes, but you could tell it's, yeah, it's, it's practice, practice yeah. and it's rehearsed and it's it's gonna be clean cut, like everything. But that like about about his mom, like talk about like how you you could tell that caught him off guard when he was like, I expect to be in this position, like yeah. like the way like the inflection in his voice and like yeah. the way he said that, that was like that was real. See, I I like Zion. Of course, the basketball game speaks for itself. The athleticism speaks for itself. All the potential, you can see it. It's not, he's not one of these guys. If he does this, if he does that, you can see it. Like, he could be a star. You right. know what I'm saying? I like him because he's one of those guys, like, and this is going to sound very managerial, but he just, he just, he, he does it, he does it for the love. How some of those guys, you could tell, like, they've always known or they've known for a while that they would be there. And it's like they've been prepping. It's like, I got the brand ready. I got I got the way I'm supposed to be. I feel like Zion's kind of like just a kid. And he's like, damn, oh, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like um, I watched this interview today. They had a, uh, the opening presser. And then uh, one of the, the play-by-play guy was, like, introducing him, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, and you know how coach wants to play. You are in shape, right? And, like, Zion gets up to the mic. He goes, in shape, like, I don't think you guys would have drafted me number one if I wasn't in shape. Just like, just like, hey, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, you like, play me. And no, and it wasn't even like, yo, you're trying to play me. It was like, so you guys, like, you would take me if I wasn't in shape? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought I had to be in shape to go number one kind of thing. Like, I just, I just like, because everything with him seems like so genuine, bro. Like, mm-hmm, I agree. It's not fake. It's not like, hey, let's push this or whatever it is. And I like that about it, man. Like, I just like all the stories surrounding the draft. And I think that, like, I think the one thing that people, this is me being a sports nerd, that they forget to think about, like, in the draft is, yeah, we're thinking about, oh, this team got this player, where they go, and all of this stuff. Like, there's a lot of dudes, most of them dudes, just want to get drafted. They don't know where it's going to happen, and they don't care. Mm -hmm. They just want to get drafted. This is a lifelong dream, something that they've been working towards. Like Zion was saying, like, I've been dreaming about this since I was four years old. Around 10 is when he started the work. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 19 years later, you get the first step. You get your foot in the door of where you've been trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love I just love that story. Seeing all them dudes like number one pick is more than a foot in the door, though. Yeah, but yeah, I know I know that because the team has all this investment in you. But as your journey, I'm officially an NBA player now. Boom. There you this go. is what I've always been there wanting. You go. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I just I just got there. You know what I'm saying? After 19 years of work. Mm. And just to see some of these dudes and it's like, just some of the stories behind it, man. Like the highs and the lows, honestly. Because like one of the lows, one of the lows for me was Bo Bo. I thought, um, I thought that dude was – I thought talent-wise he was a top five player. I understand why he can't go that high because he was hurt. He didn't really play. Mm-hmm. But to drop to 44, bro, there's no way he thought he was going to drop that low, bro. No way. And just like – just the waiting and the waiting and the waiting. And they always talk about it. Maybe I'm talking about it because it's a guy I like a lot. But just – they only invite a certain amount of guys, you know what I'm saying, to that, to that uh, draft room. And to be and to be the last guy to be the last guy out of there, you're watching dudes you know, some dudes you don't know, draft pick after draft pick, dudes you feel like you're better than going, you're like, yo, what's going on? And then to finally get it and see them people go crazy, you know what I mean? Like 
I, I was Bobo went to a went to a nice squad, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say he it went worked to out a nice, great. Yeah, it worked out great, but he wanted to go higher than that. I'm talking, it's a money thing, it's a status thing. It, you know it. what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it, it's a league perception thing though too. Yeah, how I mean, the league views you. It I, wasn't I, like I, I don't, uh, it I wasn't mean, like I you didn't go top ten and ten teams didn't take I you. Think, he I, went I forty think the players, four. As long as their peers know what's up, I think they're fine. Everyone in his draft class knows what's up. Yeah, but that but like I said, it's a money thing. It's a status thing. He's been rich his whole life. I mean, that, that ain't got nothing to do with what he thought he was worthy of. I'm sure he, he, I'm his sure first he contract expected to, to go higher, but I don't, I don't think he's bugging too much. He's not crying over the money, but he's got to be. He's got to be like, yo, fam. Speaking of people getting picked like up, this. shout out to Jalen Hands. Got picked up by the Brooklyn Nets out of San Diego. He played at a modern day. He was undrafted, day. right? No, he got drafted. Oh, he got drafted? He got drafted. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I, forget. I, I didn't think he was going to get drafted. I think he got drafted by Atlanta. And like trade, and then they traded. Yeah, or like Brooklyn's the, like, a good land spot. But he, right? it was one of the things where like he got drafted by a certain team and knew he was playing for yeah, the yeah, yeah. top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, played I think believe his freshman and sophomore year at Modern Day. Then played if I'm not mistaken. Modern Day know. San Diego. He played at Modern Day San Diego and then played at uh, Balboa Prep also here in San Diego and then finished up his junior and senior year if I'm not mistaken. He's definitely a senior year at Foothills Christian. Just a senior year. Uh, and then he went to uh, UCLA. Are you sure? Yeah, it was just a senior year. Then he went to UCLA, uh, played freshman and sophomore year. I just got drafted. Shout out to him, man. Another uh, another day go boy in the league. And he playing with Jared Dudley over there in Brooklyn, another San Diego guy. Yeah. So two San Diego yeah. guys on the same team. And, that, and that's like – and see, and he's one of those dudes that it's like your spot matters more than you – than like the your landing spot matters more than where you're picked at. For Jalen? Yeah. Because yeah. Brooklyn has a lot of good up-and-coming players – but they've shown the ability to one spot a guy, and two develop a guy. And, it's and you like, want to go to a situation like that. And it's looking like no matter what, he gonna be playing behind an all star, learning a lot from an all star. Because it's looking like it's he, looking. I don't like think he's gonna, gonna play be, behind. I think he's gonna be the third guard, third point. Well, I'm saying he's gonna have a, oh, yeah, an yeah, all star yeah. guard on his team. Okay, no, no, yeah, I feel you. you know what I'm saying whether it's D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie Irving, he gonna have one. Yeah, in and I hope it's Kyrie because that means we get D'Angelo. Facts. And I'm down with Facts that. There. Magic, Magic got him up out of there. Magic's gone. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm down with Literally that. Literally nobody that was on his team from from then is on the team yeah. no more. Magic's and gone. and like I was one of those dudes that always loved D'Angelo. I always thought he was gonna be an All Star, but I understood why Magic was trying to trade him, get up out of the contract and the issues he was having with teammates and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, NBA is about what have you done for me lately, and um, we might be able to give you that bread. We got some really good players, D'Angelo. <laughs> LeBron and AD fam, Kuzma fam, that's a nice little four. Before we leave basketball, I wanted to make sure we talked about that uh, Dame versus uh, Marvin Bagley. Yo. Yeah. Dame body. Yo, this is why. But I didn't know Marvin Bagley. This, this is like why that. Um, the, I love the NBA so much. It's nonstop now. Even when the games are done, we got the draft, and then we got free agency, and then we got the petty. And then we got the NBA petty bag. We got dudes getting at each other, dudes talking shit on each other, dudes don't want to train with other dudes because they the enemy type of stuff. And we got now rap beef. Rap beef. I knew about Dan's bars because I like this yeah. album. I like Dan's been the best rapper in the league since he started yeah. rapping. But Marvin Bagley, nice, bro. Yeah, he can rap. He nice. He can rap. I, I kind of like I kind of like rap. I kind of like the way he rapped better than Dame did. Just Dame just no no oh, said no, no, stuff no no I agree I agree I think that um it's funny I think me and Joe I think it was me and Joe was talking about this on Twitter mm. Marvin Bagley's a better like can catch a flow better 
Yeah, he got, he he's making better music. Like he's more about the music. Where Dame Fest kind of like he could bar you up. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a nice battle, bro. It was a nice battle. I like how Dame didn't waste no time. He called him out on first take, and it was like the next day. It was <laughs> the next like day. It was like, yo, fam. And he said, and he said, something you gotta deal with. Grown man bars. <laughs> yo, and Dame lit him up too. He lit him up. Dame has some bars for him too. That's a. Uh... T-Rex. T-Rex from the Battle Rap World from New York. Uh -huh. That's what he said before he battled. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, grown man bars. It's something you got to deal with. No okay. how much of that lubricated, fabricated, ain't going to equal up to this real-ish. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, but yeah, no, that was a nice battle. And I just, look, man, I don't know if the, I don't know if the NBA could ever, I don't know if basketball could ever catch soccer as the world's number one sport. It's yeah. just, they playing it everywhere. Mm. But basketball's coming up, and it's because of shit like this. Even when there's no games, the players is out here, bro. They're visible. If they talking, they talking to a camera, bro. If they talking about somebody, they're like, yeah, whatever. Mm. <laughs> whatever. Like, I'll be watching them Rico Hines runs and all of that. Like, it's getting after just with the social media and just how, like, you could just watch a dude work out. And it's fun to watch a dude work out. You're not going to watch a quarterback or a wide receiver right. run and throw routes. Right. But you'll watch Dame Lillard. Bust down deep threes in a warm up. Like he's not gonna miss. None I think of those. the only thing in football that I would really like enjoy watching is like a receiver like getting his steps right for his route and like him like working that through and like figuring out exactly where he got to break at and that type of stuff. But yeah, like you said, basketball is just is everything about it is just fun. Yeah. Everything about it. The swish, a ball swishing through the net is the best sounding sports. It's the the most exciting sport to watch. Yeah. It's it's the prettiest game to watch. It's just. It's just, it's just outside it's soccer, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basketball is soccer on a smaller, on a smaller court field, field of play. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. Playing both, that's how I feel about it. Because people are shocked. Because I still tell people to this day, like, I watch more football because, like, I just, I have more access to football. Like, I'm not, I'm not big into the overseas leagues. Like, I, I don't watch no MLS soccer. I watch European soccer, but I don't watch a ton of it. But soccer's probably my second favorite sport. I wouldn't even really know the difference. 16 minutes in, should we talk about the weekend? Yeah. How was your weekend, man? Uh, I had a great weekend, man. I didn't do Friday night. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get Darius to become a whiskey drinker, but it's not working out. So Friday night, he was like, he was. Yeah, I don't know if he was more hair on his chest. Man. I don't know if he was joking around or not, but he was like, yo. Let's sip something. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What you trying to sip? He's like, I'll sip whatever you sip. And I was like, huh, you go sip whatever I sip. Okay. Bird was like, yo, you don't want to do that. Because I like, anybody, I like hard scotch. Um, I like my drinks with bite on it. It's got to be brown liquor. I don't do beer. Like, so I drink, uh, when I drink, it's hard, dark liquor. So we ran across the street over here, and I got some, um, it was... I forgot what it was. It's in the cabinet right now. Johnny Walker. I got a Johnny Walker Black Label, which is real. Is a real, real stiff. It ain't like the greatest quality in the world, but it's a real, real stiff, dark. And Darius took two sips of it and was like, fam, come on, dog. And I put some ginger ale in it. I was like, yo, drop that in there. He was like, that... He was like, that made it a little bit better, but, bro, I can't drink this. I was like, man, you want to put it in a sippy cup yeah. for you, man? So, so um... I think, uh, well, we had, we had like some margaritas before that wifey made some margaritas. We had some margaritas and we chilled. Um, 
Saturday morning, no, Saturday um, afternoon, well, Saturday morning, I wasn't feeling that good, but Saturday afternoon, I got myself up and went and hooped up at Ramona, the boys coach was having an open run, had his guys in there, uh-huh. um, um, David uh, is his name, um, had to run, his boys are getting better, man, they lost, they lost probably their, their most talented, out of their four most talented players, they lost three of them. Right, so he's he's starting over with a lot of his guys that were playing like result, um, uh, reserve roles last year. Mm-hmm. But um, they play hard. They they gotten they've gotten a lot better. And yo, he could hoop like he could really hoop. Uh, Coach Aramona, he could really go. Okay, he could really go. Um, we was up there. We was up. There. I mean, we lost our first game being some old dudes. Me, Darius, him, the assistant coach who who ain't really no basketball coach. You know, I mean, not really no basketball player. He a basketball coach. He didn't really play like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good, yo. That felt really good. We went up there. We lost our first game, and then we won like six straight or something like that. That's what's up. Or whatever, but, bro, playing, playing five straight games. Yeah, was shot, huh? Bro, I'm still sore. Like, I'm still – no, I'm not sore. I'm tight. I'm tight. And, you know, I mean, I don't ramp it up like that all the time because of the knee or whatever. But You know what it is for me when I hoop that really makes me feel old and I'm not – 30, but it really makes me feel old. Of course, my legs will be tired because I don't run nearly yeah. as much as I used to, but my feet will hurt, bro. Bro, what they used to tell us, take care of your feet, young man. Oh, my They gosh. were not playing. Like, I, I wouldn't say. These young boys take it serious, too. These dudes that really be hooping, they be yeah. stay with the, Medi, with the Manny Petty. Yeah, bro. Bro. <laughs> and I ain't mad at and, and that's a must. That's a must, bro. Feel it. That's real. But, um. Sunday, oh, this was a, um, probably the highlight of my weekend. Sunday, um, me, and, me and wifey went to, a, I went to a Scottish festival in, um, in Vista. Mm-hmm. Her, um, her cousin, I think it's her great cousin, her cousin um, is Native American and Scottish. She didn't grow up with none of her, like, Native background, really. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at her, she looked Native, but she didn't grow up with too much of her Native background. She grew up with her Scottish side of family. So she's always going to these when they're in the area, and like, it's, I guess it's a real big one, bro. That was a, uh, it was one, it was hot as hell. Me and wifey got whooped by the sun, like sun poisoning, sun sickness. I think that's the thing. I think we both got that. I've Neither been, one of us felt well after we got back. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, she was saying, oh, I think I got sun sick or something like that. I, I never heard of it either, but I was like, yo, I don't feel good. After being maybe four, maybe four or five hours out there, it was like, it was, um, it was um, traditional music, um, their games and stuff that they were doing. Fam, there was this girl out there, bro. They was doing like, they're doing like the throws. They were doing this thing where you balance this big ass tall beam of wood and then you got to like run with it and then flip it. And how you score is it has to flip end over end. So we're watching the women do it. Only two of the women could do it. This black girl that was up there, yo, she was built for that. Like, she was tall, she was big, and she, yo, she she flipped that. She was, like I said, she was one of two. And then we saw the men, there was only one man that could do it. So this shit is hard. This stuff that they was doing, fam, they was out there doing that shit all day. Was, and the men and the women had the same weight thing, and there was only one man that could do it? No, 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 no. I don't think it's the same weight. The men's looked a little bit bigger. But they said, the, but they said it was like 50, they said it was like 50, 100, 150 pounds. So I don't know if the women use a different size or if you use all three and you go up or whatever. You know what I mean? But um, food, drink, it was nice. Nice family time, man, with the in-laws. 
it was a really nice time. I was burning up like a motherfucker. You know, I don't do I don't do well with the heat. But um it was a real good time, man. It was a real good time. That was pretty much that was pretty much my weekend. No, that not pretty much. That was my weekend. That's what's up. That was yours. Action packed. Mine was cool. Mine was cool, man. Uh went to uh went down to LA, spent the weekend in LA, took the train out Sunday. I hadn't rode the train down to LA in a minute. It was nice. No. No. Hadn't done it in a minute. And I and I had a rush. I had a rush to get there, bro. I made it with like I jumped out the car and had by the time I like ran and like was running up next to the train, everybody was already bored. And it wasn't like everybody was on. I was the last one. Everybody was like just walking onto the train, so it was mm-hmm. cool. Got to my seat, you know, watch YouTube, whatever. Why but I, I enjoyed when we rode past the water, I made sure I, like I went to that side and like sat there and like turned my phone off and just enjoyed that part of it. And then even after that, like, you know what I'm saying, just chill, just enjoy enjoyed the ride and have my phone on the whole time. Um but yeah, so that was cool. Got down to LA Friday night. Uh, Blaze and Tari picked me up. Shout out to Blaze. Blaze always take care of me, man. Every time I go to LA, anytime I go to Palmdale, he makes sure I got whatever I need, get me to where I need to be. Shout out to you, Blaze. I appreciate that, fam. Um, but yeah, he picked me up. Him and Tari stayed the night at his granny house. Then went to Ducey on Saturday. Yeah, the Ducey Palooza. Yeah. How was that? I was mad I couldn't go. It was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. And for me, it's weird. Like, I've always, like I said, I've always. I've always thought, don't get it twisted. I've never prioritized like, prioritized being famous over making money. But I mean, obviously, I'm not rich or famous. But I always thought, I know, I'm I'm only saying that to say, if I had to choose between rich, being rich and famous, obviously, I would choose being rich. But I've always thought it'd be pretty dope to be famous. I mean, yeah. they talk about it, you can't do this and you can't do that. But I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind living that life. I'll swap it out. Yeah. It'd be dope to be famous for a little while. Um, but I'm saying that to say, like, to listen to podcasts that, that Rory's on, or that Kaz is on, or like follow other photographer uh, Ravy on Instagram and like see different ones, you know what I mean? And then like actually see him there, like like Kaz is like because you know he carried a water gun around, just like shooting shots at people. Now this dude like he like fully bumped into me, like I'm standing there like dancing, get my groove on, and he a big dude, you know what I'm saying? He bumped me up to him, like oh. It's- that was Kaz. That was yeah. pretty, and, you know, for me, it's like, of course, it's like, yeah, a regular person, of course. But yeah. for me, like, to actually bump into him, not, like, yeah. not only see him on stage, but, like, have, like, an, like not, not that we spoke, but, like, to have an encounter with him, I thought yeah. it was pretty dope. Uh, so, yeah, did do say uh, Rick Ross, uh, had, I, I would say headline, but didn't nobody else perform. So, Rick Ross performed. How was Rosé? I've never seen Rosé live. He was dope. I had never seen him live either. Did he do Act of Fool? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. No, you good, though. Yeah. What's up with it? Uh, no, nah, I don't. I don't think he did actually. Um, that's yeah. his. That's his new joint. That's nah, his new nah, joint. I don't think he did. I wouldn't. Nah, I'm. Nah, I'm pretty sure. Well, act a fool. Wale is on it, so he probably would have had to. Well, nah, Wale. Nah. I mean, I guess they say Wale always had to do so. Belusi. Nah, but he didn't. Nah, Wale wasn't there. And I don't okay. think he performed that. But he did, he did his thing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, it. That's with Ross. Rick Ross was another one of the people that. I would. I saw like the first time I seen, not the first time, but after a few times yeah, seeing him um, live, I was like, you know what? I want to see him live. And and pretty much everybody that I've said I would want to see live, I've seen them live. Like I, I always wanted to see Ti live. We randomly, uh, yeah, he was there. Obviously, it was your bachelor party. We randomly saw Ti live, uh, and that was a Vegas. fire show. That was a really good show. That was a fire show, yo. Ti, where where was it? We was at the Aria in Vegas for my bachelor party. I probably had a residency there. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. I think okay. he does. But um, that was a really good show, bro. He did not disappoint. He wasn't rapping with the music. He was spitting all his songs, bro. Like we was in the back, and I felt like we was part of the show. That's how live it was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the way in the back where we was was a uh, was lot was lit because everybody felt like they was a part of that. Well, I mean, the area everywhere is pretty much good to see the artists, but it wasn't like we was in a it wasn't like we was in a damn. 
viewing pool or nothing like that. Right, but right, we, right. I mean, we wasn't hell in the, we wasn't over yonder. Well, we wasn't that far back, but we wasn't right up on the stage, but it felt like we was. That was dope. Mm-hmm. So Duce Palooza was cool. Um, afterwards, went and kicked it with, uh, with Blaze, Blaze, some Blaze's people over there for a little bit, then grabbed uh, me, Blaze, and Rod, grabbed a little hotel uh, about 10, 15 minutes away from the Drew League. Mm-hmm. Got up Saturday, or Sunday morning, rather, went to the Drew League. Actually, Blaze didn't go. He went uh kicked it at his granny house. But, uh, me and Rod went to the Drew, and it was cool to uh, kick it with Rod. Speaking of that, speaking of that, Rod, uh, he he was like he was like it sounded like you and Steph caught the fade after y'all argued on the podcast. That time. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, the nigga's good. He said he, he said he listened all the time. I was like, I appreciate that, bro. Like, what do you think of the pod? He said he like it. I was like, I appreciate that, bro. It's love. He was like, it ain't no like appreciate, bro. Like I enjoy it. Like yeah. I tune in because I enjoy it. And you know he's tough. Yeah, 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 no. he a tough critic. Rod's a tough you know what I'm saying. Critic. So when he said he's that, I was like, that. hey, yo, yeah, he's gonna give you. I was a that's a cosign yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, we appreciate you, Rod. Shout out to you, Rod. Rod, a tough critic because. They'll be like, yo, fam, no fam. I'm not fucking with what you're doing, bro. And when I, when I, whenever, whenever, I, whenever I'm in town, in the same town as him, he always look out, too. Yeah. I said Blaze because I'm normal. I'm pretty much always with Blaze when, I, when I'm out in L.A. Yeah. or Palmdale. But whenever I'm in the ride, he take good care of me, too. Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate the compliment, too. Uh, he dropped me off. He dropped me off at my train, at my, uh, at my train Sunday night, too, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I went to the Drew League Sunday. I wanted to talk about this, and I made sure me and Rob was dying laughing, bro. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta pause because I want to talk about this. So yeah, me and Rob was dying laughing because uh, uh, Joshua Christopher, mm-hmm. he's one of like the like five star, five star high school guys going. He plays for Mayfair. Yeah. Uh, going into his senior year, but he was there. Um, like we seen him come in. He sat courtside at the game before his. Um, like right, like right around half about right around. I'm sorry, right around half court sitting courtside a bunch of kids like come up to him and ask him like to take pictures and like you know what i'm saying like t- do selfies and all of that you know he politicking yeah taking pictures smiling doing his thing right it's part of the job yeah so he get up <clears throat> excuse me he get up to go change for the game and he leaving to go you know, to the locker room and two more one more kid run up to him asking for a picture he stopped taking pictures and then as he's turning the corner, another little chubby white kid in a Kuzma jersey and a, like a gray and purple Laker hat around to him. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. But dude don't hear him, just missing, right? And when the little kid's coming back, like me and Ross sitting on like the third row in the bleachers. This yeah. dude like sitting in the first row, feet on the floor. Dude asked the kid because the, the, and he's a grown man and he genuinely didn't know who, the, who, who dude was. So he asked the little kid. He was like, hey, who was that? Little kid goes, uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I, I couldn't even contain myself. Bro. Wait, what? He like was he just tr- wanted to so with somebody to play with a ball player. Like because he seen the other kids running up to him, so he. Oh was, my god! And bro, the way like I just knew he was gonna be like, that's Joshua Christopher. He plays for Mayfair. He's probably going to this college. He averaged da 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 da. The yeah, way like, he ran up to him was like, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so who is that? He was like, I don't know. I think it's, and I didn't even mean to put the little boy on blast like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, you don't even know who he is? Rod Star, you know how Rod laughed too. Yeah. Rod Star dying laughing. I'm like, bro, I, I, I couldn't believe it. it. blew my mind, bro. And it just it just showed me, like, the time we live in. Like that, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I could not believe it. Shit don't matter. But yeah, so that, that was my weekend, man. Ended a uh, Sunday. At the Drew League, got some nice pictures. Uh, like I said, one of the homies got a game winner hit on it. I ain't even gonna say his name like that, but if you if you go look on the Drew League page, you'll see it. Uh, 
and, and you know what's funny because right when I put my camera away because that game that we was watching that 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 old boy played in, yeah, um, that was the last game we were gonna watch. And so I packed up my camera and stuff. And like right when I packed up my camera, uh, Joshua Christopher uh, got got a got an alley oop dunk on a fast break. Yeah. Another dude got a dunk, and I'm like, damn. And I said to Rod, I was like, bro, this always happens to me. As soon as I put my camera away, a whole bunch of stuff start happening. <laughs> so I pull my camera back out, and luckily, no, nah, I guess not luckily, but I mean, luckily for me, but it sucks for the homie. But I I got that game winner on camera. <laughs> and I'm about to send. It. I already finished the editing. And I posted it today, actually. I posted it in my uh, my IGTV. On that Michael Michael Dot Flicks on Instagram, I'm finna um shoot, I probably uh shared in the family room, uh on the family room story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, like I said, kicked it with Rob for a little bit and he uh dropped me off at the train, hopped the train, came on back home. I was tight. I left my uh, my laptop charger, I couldn't edit anything on the way home. I was tight. That's all I was not all I was looking forward to, but I was like, bet I got like three hours uninterrupted. Yeah, yeah, Gucci. Man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that was my weekend, man. Like I said, we we already we already jumped over, not jumped over. We already talked about basketball. What oh, want? I wanted to talk about this. I don't know if you've seen. I should have. I sent you the the website. I don't know if you watched the video. <clears throat> I don't know why that always happens when we record. It got to get like anyway. Um, but it's a video of this lady. She's taking like a selfie video, as she's like she's like out of the store already. You can't even see what store she comes out of. But she's like, I think she might even have either her purse or a bag in her hand. And she's walking, taking a selfie video, and this dude following her. And you can tell, like, he's trying to get at her, da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. When he sees himself in the video, he do, he's like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. trying to make it look innocent, you know what I mean? And then he talking to her, like, she's at her pas- she's at her driver door, about to get in, talking to him. And, and like, saying, like, no, I'm going to leave. But anyway, I'm about to leave. There. Like, being politely, like, telling him she's not interested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As polite as I could tell you, not gonna happen. But she's standing yeah. at her driver door. He's standing at like the trunk, but like on the like the passenger side, like right at like the corner, like the tail yeah. light. Yeah, like got tail you. Light. She hit the clicker to unlock. He walked to the passenger door to get in. She go, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. See, you're not getting in my car. And that's when her whole like polite, yeah, everything turned yeah. off. She's like, uh, uh-uh, see, no, you're not getting in my car. She lock it and she kind of like take take a couple small steps back away from the yeah. car. And then he like, oh, and before that, what well, he, well, he say something like, he say something like, no, nah, I help I, I I help I help drunk chicks. I don't even I don't even rob drunk chicks. And she was like, I don't care. And he was like, what she can't. Have to do she was like, she can't. And he say in the video like, and she's still walking away. And he get in the video. She can't trust me. She she can't trust she can't trust the most trustworthy nigga. She can't trust nobody. And she like whatever. I already told you I'm not single. And you don't even see that part in the video. Yeah. She tell him like I already told you I'm not single. And she still like keep and he still keep following her. And she, by, at this point, she's walking, like, back to the store. And he's telling her, like, hey, delete that video. I'm going to take that phone and break it. And she's she like, you know what? Then all these witnesses go see. Like, nigga, I don't give a fuck about them. And then she like, and, that, and then that's when she started walking back to the store. Like, I don't know what this nigga finna yeah. do now. And then he's still following her, like, nah, delete that video. I don't know if you could try to make some money off me. And she's like, nigga, I don't need to make no money make off you. Make some money off a dude hitting on me? She was like, you look like you might need to make some money off me. Like, and, and I, I, I couldn't, I, it blew my mind, bro. I don't. Fellas, I, I couldn't believe it. Fellas, okay, I know because I'm just, one of those when, guys. When that, whether whether I see something like that, a dude like mistreating a girl that he's trying to talk to, a dude mistreating his woman, a little kid at work mistreating a little girl, I always ask him like, "Do you have a sister? Like, do you have a, a female cousin? Do you have a mom? How would you feel if somebody was doing that to your mom, bro?" 
Like, did you not hear her say stop? No matter what's going on, if you hear your mom say stop and someone keeps bothering her, you hear your sister say stop and somebody keeps bothering her, how's that going to make you feel? Back the hell up. And this is the thing, fam. This, dog. Even if you don't got no woman in your life that you care about, if you tell somebody to back the hell up and they don't back up, how that's going to make you feel? And it's like, bro, she let you down as easy as she going to let you down. This is going to only end up bad. Because I'm one of those dudes that... I'm always I'm always putting on the cake for, yo. It's hard for a dude to walk up to a girl and and get her to get her to be interested off the rip. Like, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? And it's intimidating for a lot of dudes. So a lot of dudes spaz out and do dumb shit when they get in front of pretty girls or a woman that they they want to get to know, think is pretty, whatever. So and I always try to justify by like, yeah, everybody ain't smooth with the ladies, yada yada yada. That has not that is not this situation. That homeboy is just an idiot. She's made it clear. You've been following her. Fam, this is bordering on criminal. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, it's cool, bro. What's the saying? There's plenty of fish in the sea, bro. Like, you could just leave her alone. Like, <laughs> go, yo, you out of, you, you clearly somewhere where, where the pretty ladies is at. Go find somebody else. Somebody's going to give you some play. Mm-hmm. Because this is what I always think about. You shoot me down, okay, that's going to hurt me, and I'm going to walk away. But I keep on pursuing you after you done shot me down. Now it's going to hurt more because every you're going to put her in a situation where she got to let everybody know I'm not messing with you. So now everybody looking at you like, look at this dude, bro. He just can't get it, or he just can't take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he can't take a hint. That's, he can't take rejection. That's when this dude's thirsty. Now, All of that stuff fragile, comes. That's when a fragile male ego takes a hit, and then they start coming with an insult, and they got to try to demean her. A lot of the times when a dude get denied, and he's like, well, F you, you ugly in anywhere. I don't even like you like that anywhere. You think you cute. Whatever his little retort is, it's usually because it's a crowd right there, and he's feeling That's bad. a fact. If it's just a one-on-one, and he get turned down, I feel like most guys could take the L, unless you really just feel like you're that big of Mac, and your yeah. ego go hurt that much. And, th- and that's what I'm saying. You go from that point of where you could just take a quiet L. It's like getting it's like it's like getting beat by five. Right? You getting beat by five. It's three minutes left in the game. The other team they know they're gonna beat you. You know what I'm saying? They they taking their foot off the gas. Maybe they was up twelve and now it's five. It's two minutes left in the game. Now y'all score y'all y'all hit a big three. Now homeboy start woofing. Now they gotta go Let's put it on these niggas, bro. Let's put it on these niggas. You know what I'm saying? You just making Steph and KD and them just beat you by a dub when they when it's unnecessary. They was going to get out of here with the 10-point win. But now you making it a dub because you woofing at halftime because you feel good about your little 10. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do that to yourself, fellas. Word of advice. Pro tip. Word of advice. When she shoots you down, you're shot down. How about that? Go about your business, G. Go about your. You business. should never be that pressed. Well, no, there's different. No, no, no. Okay, there's different levels to that. There's different levels to that, because mm. when wifey told me she wasn't messing with me, I was like, she lying, and now she's my wife. You know what I'm saying? It's different levels. But if you're meeting that, that's after we've known each other for a while. I know her. I know that she's withholding information. And that's, and that's different. You're meeting friends sh- and you felt like that, you could no, read her a little no, bit. And that's what I'm saying. You but you're meeting shorty yeah, out of nowhere. you just walk up to yeah. a girl and you try to spit it to her and she tell you to go about your business, bro, go about your business. Dog, and 
It's just a bad look. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna make her go from hey, it's a bad look you, for you. Hey, I'm not interested. You to Oh, you thirsty, nigga. You Ugh. should never be that pressed. Yeah. Because if she if she's trying to let you down easy, she's trying to let you down easy. You gonna make her have to say something yeah. to, to really make you be like, all right, she really not feeling me. Yeah. I gotta turn around and walk away. And if you ain't got the ego that I could just turn around and walk away, you gotta do some flavor then, bro. Like, get a life. <laughs> I never understood that, bro. I never understood that. Like you, that's just like you would be in the spot and one of the homies shot dance with a girl or two girls and they don't and they don't want to dance with you. It's just like either one she seen you swing you can't swing or she turned around and looked at you and you was ugly or whatever and now you now you're like oh they all stuck up in here. It's like no bro like no just take an L. It ain't that big a deal. That's another that's another thing. Dudes not knowing dudes not knowing how to dance and. And the ladies seeing you in the spot, and now they don't want to dance with you. You got, hey fellas, if you're not the strongest dancer, here's a way to here's a way that you could tell if you could dance or not. If you won't dance, if there's places that you won't dance because you feel like there's people there that can dance, you can't dance. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. Cause like, I personally don't think I personally don't care if anybody thinks I can dance. I can keep rhythm, and I'm out there to have fun. I'm out there to have fun with me and my people anyway. Right. You know well, what, what do I'm you saying? mean by like there's people there that can dance? You mean like you trying to pop like there's people better than you? Like you trying to dance with a girl? No, like, no, oh, no, these no, girls no, in here can really no, dance. No, no, no. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. These girls in here can dance, and your way of getting at them is going over there like I'm gonna dance with the girls that can dance. Mm -hmm. If you can't dance. If you're like, if you gotta think about it, you don't, you can't dance. You might not want to mess with that, bro. Cause you, again, you don't want to get broke off in the middle of the spot. Go dance with one of the girls on the side, bro. Don't go, don't go get the girls that know what they're doing. They, in the, they in the middle of the spot shaking a tail feather. You might need the girl that's on, okay. on look. I gotta ask you a question, but I will preface it with like I was like I was saying about Andrew Schultz, how he was saying like, bro, like times have changed. Like stuff that we used to do is not cool no more. It used to be cool to just walk up to a girl and just. Press up, up, press up on her like that. He's like, you can't just do that no more, which is a fact. And I, you know, you definitely need to be asking for every dance, especially the time we live in, just to be respectful, but especially for the times we live in. But it wasn't always like that. You did. You should just walk up and try to do your thing. So I'm gonna ask you, how many times have you was talking about this? How many times have you walked up and tried to dance with a girl, and she gave you the look back and was like, Nah, I'm cool. One that I could remember. <laughs> Where was you at? Where One was that you I at? could remember. <laughs> what I would she look like? What was she wearing? Give me the whole rundown. Um, this was a long ass time ago. Um, me, this is when I was downtown San Diego with Brian Marillo all the time. Uh -huh. Me and Brian went to a spot I had never been to this spot before, and my homeboy, my homeboy, and last name's Marillo. My homeboy Brian is Hispanic, mm -hmm. right? But we used to go to a lot of spots with a lot of white boys, mm -hmm. a lot of white girls. Me and Brian Morello was downtown. Um, it was with it was me, Brian, and Liz. We was downtown. They went to a spot. A lot of white folks in there, right? But they start playing. They start playing the hip hop music, and I'm like, ooh, that's when I was deep in my dance game. I was like, yo, every time the music was on, I was straight to the dance floor. You know what I'm saying? So I go out there, and there's some girls, some white girls out there. They dancing, or they think they could dance. You know what I mean? They doing their thing. They having a good time. I'm like, oh, she having a good time. I go up there, and this is back in the day when you did just walk up on a girl and dance on her. Mm -hmm. I went up to her, and I hit her with the move. I'm like, 
Hey, I think I'm, I'm over there. She danced a little bit. She must not know who it was or something like that. Uh-huh. She turned around, looked at me. It wasn't like she hit me with the stank face. Like, Ugh. she hit me with the face like, oh, you're dancing with me. And I was like, kind of froze up. Uh-huh. I looked at her. I was like, okay, this is a bad idea. I'm out. Because I, I didn't want her to say nothing to me, say nothing crazy to me. But I was yeah. like, yo, she's getting it. And I'm not going to say she was getting it. She was having a great time. And I respect that. So I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to go dance with her. She's with it. She's only with it for so long. Bro, I was about to lie. I didn't, wasn't going to think it was lie, but I was going to say that hasn't happened to me, but that did happen to me, bro, when we were in Vegas. It don't matter to me. When we, were, when we were in Vegas, I did. We was all standing there. It was right before T.I. went on stage. The music was still playing. It was still kind of, money was you know hurting so bad, I couldn't really get it. I know you was posting. You know, I, you know me. When I'm in the spot, if I pay my money, I'm going to move around and have my fun. Yeah. Go, go grab my drinks. I'm going to move around and I'm going to have my fun if I pay my money. And I paid my money, so I was having my fun. <laughs> I, well, I walked over to dance, and I but but I did like walk up. I was already dancing when I asked for the dance. I wasn't like up on it, but I was dancing when I asked for the dance, and she did hit me, did look back, and was like, "Nah, I'm cool." And I was like, "My bad, it's cool." Yeah. But there have been a few times that I have walked up and be like, "You, you, you trying to dance? You want to dance?" And they'd be like, "Nah, I'm cool." And it's it's been a few times where they hit me with the. Nah, it's cool. You can kind of tell like I'm kicking it with the girls tonight, and I've had I had like maybe one or two that was like, watch out, watch out, yeah, bro. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good <laughs> off you, bro. Watch out. I'm good off you and all that gyrating. All that gyrating. <laughs> good with all that. Oh, what's the, what you call it? That freaking doing the devil's dance. <laughs> doing the devil's dance. Yo, hey man, that was. See, it just it's just different now, man. Cause I remember I remember how me and you was when we was in high school. We was going to the parties. Like everybody was going to the parties for their own thing. Some people was for the drugs. Some people was for the. Some people was for the girls. Some people was for the drinks. Some people was being seen. I feel like we was there to dance, for sure. Dance with the girls. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like I said, this is back in the day where, yeah, you came out there, bro, and if you was one of them cats who could dance. You was going to have somebody dancing with you all night. I used to never be sweating the spot. I'd get up in there, dance on one girl, show my moves, bro. And I, somebody going to be dancing at night. I might be sitting down. Somebody might come eat my lot dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, what, that's what it looked. You didn't have to have no game. You could let your dancer do the talking for you, baby. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. It's funny because... Now your clothes got to do the talking for you. It's funny because I remember like... Like, early on, like, people always, like, and that's funny, I was just, I always going on tangents, but anyway, I was just on Instagram on the train talking about how, like, I went to performing arts school, how we went to performing arts yeah. school, and drama and dance were, like, mandatory electives for the whole school, like, everybody went to drama and dance, um, and maybe that's why, like, we always could dance and was willing to dance and had no problem dancing, maybe, but mom, mom was always a dancer, so maybe we get it from her, but anyway, um, people always knew me from dancing, like, whether we whether we see walking, we gliding, moonwalking, pop locking, or battling, battling yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like Harlem shaking, crumping, or after, after it got to that, you know what I'm saying? No matter what, we was always dancing. And I, and I remember one of the first times I started going to uh, to Inferno. But by the time I started going to Inferno, I was like dancing, like I'm I'm dancing with the girls now. Like I'm yeah. not gonna be in the middle of the yeah. Show. I'm, I'm not like, gonna be out here busting a move, yeah, doing the same, the same you I'm out here for the ladies. Who's backing up ass? <laughs> Say you got service. Save the last day. Who's backing up ass? I'm gonna anyway, be over there. I remember being there one time, and I and 
uh, not a lot of people know who he is. And I ain't gonna put him on blast like that. But I remember one time, uh, he he. But anyway, I would have I would have worked. I would have trashed him in a battle anyway. But he came up to me. He was like, he's like, what's up? You want to dance? And I, remember, I was like, yeah, with a girl. And everybody just started dying. Because like Inferno had the like the little outside yeah, area, like yeah, they got yeah. too high. He goes like, like dudes be out there like smoking black and miles, whatever. Uh, he, I was like, yeah, what a girl. Everybody started dying laughing. I was like, I ain't even mean, I wasn't even trying to do it yeah, like that. Yeah, but I yeah. meant it. But like, bro, I'm not finna beat this, bro. I'm about to be dancing with you in here, nigga. High school, at lunch with the music going. At that, yeah. Then I would have did that. Yeah. It's not in here. This is like a, this is a party. It's dark in here. Come on, bro. <laughs> Can't nobody see me torture you. Try to stop somebody. Feel me. Have <laughs> <laughs> somebody feel me. <laughs> Stop playing. If you graduated in 06, if you graduated in 2006, bro, if you were going to Inferno oh, in North County, San Diego, and some of you LA niggas too was coming down here, yeah. you know what time it was. Yeah. You were dancing with the girls so they could feel you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. For real. I'm a pole niggas. I'm a pole niggas on the family room pod. It's no, gonna only go, it's only gonna be for I'm gonna have to put the years on it. I only want answers from people who graduated 06 through we gotta go back to what 2004, 2002. What you mean? Go back to 2002 for what? Just to ask people in that group if you was in high school in this era, was you trying to feel somebody? And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We talk about like. Like these, like I mean, we don't use the words rat, the words rat, the word ratchet, but we really be talking about like kids being ratchet, like in the stuff yeah. they do, right? And we might, I mean, it was all Uncle Luke was before us, and he had all of that stuff going on. Fan. You know what I'm saying? But I think we might have been like, they probably took what we was doing to the next level, maybe. Because I think I don't know what you mean. Who took what? Like, to the, next like level? The, we the, took... the kids younger than us, kind of like taking like the the the, the wild. To the next level, but I guess oh, every, that's a fact. every every generation kind of does that because I remember like when we I remember bro when when like if we got caught like freak dancing on a girl like at a dance or something it was like whoa 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 yeah like they made it like you got caught having sex on a dance yeah. floor bro it was like a huge huge thing yeah, I remember they, I remember teachers being like hey do you need a condom stop doing that you like feel yeah me? like no nah, dog I don't uh my yeah. my my girlfriend in high school went to went to Escondido High and I remember like me me and her was dancing at her homecoming and they, and they had like a little thing where like and they told us when we came in I was like hey we get a little too, whatever, whatever. We're gonna go put a sharpie line on your hand. If we gotta come talk to you again, we go put a line across that, and you gotta go. You can't come back in. And I got, I got the, I got the one line on my hand for sure. <laughs> See, I wasn't so fortunate to get busted because everybody had to get me two out the gate. <laughs> and it was funny, bro. I, it was funny. I remember because um, that's when you get on the wall, you get the freak on the wall, or you get on the wall. But stop playing. I remember uh, we, we was in there, right? And the dude had already like put the thing. Oh, and that was what it was. You, and you got a little bracelet, right? So mm -hmm. they they would like cut your bracelet off and yeah. put the sharpie line on your hand. And so like, it, it was both people, like the dude and the girl. And so like we like the dude cut mine off. And um and it, it was a uh, I don't know how old he was but he didn't work for the school like he was a chaperone mm. and he came and he cut mine off and then when he started cutting my girls off cause, like his hand was shaking like he was nervous and I was like hey bro don't cut my girl bro just messing with him and this he got he looked at me like <laughs> I was like who daddy here I'm like I didn't even I was just here playing like over here nineteen year old chaperone like, bro I'm like five eight you scared of bro anyway <clears throat> what else you want to talk good about good old days last man. week did we talk about um did we talk about OJ on Twitter um I think I think we touched on it 
I think we touched on it. No, we did talk about OJ on Twitter. We did talk about OJ on Twitter because I was I was saying that OJ better relax. He don't know what's coming for him. Right. Right. That's right. That's you right. cannot. You cannot had lived OJ's life and be out here like I got some getting even to do. Everybody's taking that a certain way, brother. And you know it. <laughs> and, and niggas know. Niggas feel like they know what time it is with you. <laughs> They feel like they know what time it is with you. But OJ, old man, I guess I'm not mad at him for being on Twitter. I just that just showed like he's still he's still trying to figure it out. Like he deserves it. Ain't like we should nobody should be trying to keep him from getting a Twitter account. But be ready, OJ, because you slip up and say something, the memes are coming. And for a nigga like you, they gonna come hard and heavy. Ain't nobody gonna feel bad about making no kind of jokes about OJ Simpson. You don't man. care. You live in a life where f- niggas feel like you got away with murder. Feel yeah. like that nigga got away with murder. I don't care what nobody says. He legit did. got away with murder. Yeah. That's why when we hear stuff, they be like, allegedly. I mean, he definitely, like, bro, ain't no allegedly. They ain't, we ain't been, there ain't no other suspects. They ain't went after nobody else. And this nigga been on, I got the nerve to be saying stuff like after the trial, like, I want to find the real killer and this, that, and third. Yeah, I, I wrote a book if I did it. Like, come on, nigga. Stop playing with people. Why we not? Stop playing with people. Anyway. Um, oh yeah, we did talk about OJ because I was saying I had just watched the the, the, the FX special and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the stuff I've been watching on Netflix, mainly uh, when they see us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started watching that actually this morning, like perfect time. A good thing we uh to recording like a, a day later than normal because you know everybody we was just busy yesterday. Um, but yeah, I started watching um when they see us this morning at like. 3 30 maybe four o'clock i woke up randomly um did some work on the computer finished up my my edits from uh from yesterday just turned that on and started watching it. And, I, and like i said i i don't know if i said it on the podcast but i was telling you i hadn't started watching it because i knew it would make me mad like i knew it was just gonna make me angry and i had um not that like i'm gonna ever feel any different way about like black people and the stuff that's going on in this country but i was following so much of that stuff on instagram and like so much of it on twitter and like it had been in my search history for like that type of, it was just, it was so much, bro. And it was like, yeah. like, I, I, I want to be aware, like, I want to be conscious of things that are going on, but I don't need to hear from everybody about everything that's so, that's so angry. Every, you know what I mean? It's no, just I'm like, no, no, no. One or two of them is cool. But like everybody that is, it's just, it was just too much. Honestly, for me, it was too much. I had to be like, like, whoa. But anyway, if I'm saying all that to say, I hadn't been like feeling like angry just about just walking around with that type of anger in me for a while. And that was why I hadn't watched this because I knew it would take me there. And like I said, I finally put it on, man. I'm 40 minutes in already shaking my head. Like, bruh, this, 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 this is a mistake. This, not, not a mistake. I'm supposed to watch it. Like I, you need to, all of us need to watch it. Every, not, not all of us, like everyone, the whole world, like every, every human needs to watch that, bro. Like it's, it's crazy, bro. It, it is absolute crazy. One thing I will say, I, it can't be a spoiler alert. This is one of the most viewed things on Netflix ever. If you haven't seen it. They said it, it's the number one most viewed thing. Since there you Netflix go. So it can't be a spoiler thing. alert. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the last one to the yeah. party. You might be a, you might be late yeah. I'm the last one to the party. But one thing that I have been hearing people talk about was a old boy from um, the show the, the show you watched in Baltimore. The Wire. Old boy from The Wire. 
um, his character in there, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on all the names. Like I said, I just started watching it this morning. But there's a scene where, so obviously all the whole, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a movie about the Central Park Five, obviously. I'm not breaking no ground here. Um, but what's his name? Michael Michael K. Williams plays uh, one, of, one of the Central Park Five's dad. And the dude, his, his son is like, I'm innocent. I didn't rape this lady. I didn't do none of this. And they go, they pull his dad to the side and they tell him like, hey, yo, like, like we know you working somewhere that, and we know you got a record. You're not really supposed to be working there. You want us to tell them. And he like, bro, like, I can't lose my job. Like, I got a whole family to support here. So he tells his son to go in there and lie. And people were saying, like, I think Charlemagne and a few other people I heard was like, I mean, he that's one kid. He got a whole car is full. He got a whole got a whole bunch of other kids. He got to take care of that. He got to. And I'm like, bro, no, no, bro. You don't. There's no way. There is no way. I'm telling my son, I'm telling my son to walk in there and just tell them what they want to hear. There's no way ever, bro. I would never. I would never. You know what? I did that one time. Not because somebody told me to, but because the whole class was going to sit in here. We, of course, I'm thinking like, of course, we're going to get to leave. But the teacher making it like we ain't never going to get to leave. And I'm thinking it's not really going to be a punishment like that. So I said I did something that I didn't do. What happened was <laughs> another tangent. What happened was. We we had a we had a substitute teacher and you know how like in middle this is seventh grade it's a U.S. not history but social studies class in seventh grade we got a sub everybody cutting up making animal noises horse any noise you could think of everybody yeah. making noise whenever the sub not giving the sub a hard time yeah the only thing I did was regular I, shit I remember I remember when the sub turned around like when everybody was making noise I went brrrat I never forget I went brrrat from uh, like from Soul Plane yeah um and then like he kind of turned around and he looked. And he was like, that was weird. But he wasn't, like, trying to single me out. He was just like, who made that weird noise? And he, I already know kids go cut up. He keep doing his thing. But, of course, he leave notes for the teacher when he get back. Like, yeah. yo, they was wild. And so um, my teacher, Mr. Hernandez, when he get back, he like, yo, like, like, who was making the noise? Like, who was making the noise? And it was really this kid named Ivan. He was, like, the ringleader of everything. Everybody took their cue from him, this Mexican kid named Ivan. Um, And he said, and he just playing around. I don't, I don't, I don't know how he meant it, but he was like, Mike, you know you did it. Just say you did it. You know you did it. And then one of his boys was like, yeah, man, come on. And I was like, bro, I didn't do that. And then out of nowhere, like, everybody started riding with him. Like, yeah, man, yeah, man. You know, I was like, whatever. Yeah, man, I did it. Whatever. Whatever. I'm thinking. And at first, I'm like, I didn't really want to say it. But also, I'm thinking, like, bro, it ain't really going to be that bad. Like, what are we going to get a detention? Like, I don't, I, I've, I've gotten a million, like, rightfully deserved detentions. I've sat through detention before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, <laughs> ain't nothing new to me. Whatever. <laughs> it's not a big, I don't want detention, but it's only one day. I'll yeah. be back playing basketball tomorrow. Um, nah, I gave niggas Friday night school. Let's see. And I'm tight. I'm sitting in there tight. And I remember I told, like, after he assigned it, he, he gave us all Friday night school. And I'm like, yo, no. I didn't do it. That's too much. <laughs> like, whoa, it's too much of a punishment. Like, no, I, whoa, no. To a little brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
You know messed up your weekend. And I was one that was and I never forget, that was when we rode our bikes to school yep. too. We had the we had the silver mongos with the pegs on the front and back and everything. Like I'm like, bro, I can't miss this stroll home and then the and then the trip to Boomers. And so we, we I'm sitting in Friday night school tight, bro. Like he let it go by for like ten minutes. Ten minutes. And he like and I never forget. He went over to his phone never rang. His phone never rang. He went up and picked up his phone and was like, Uh huh. Right now? Okay. All right. And hung up the phone. He was like, and he like wrote something on a paper. He was like, Michael, come talk to me outside. I came outside and he looked me dead in the eye. He was like, don't ever again in your life admit to something that you didn't do. Ever again. Mm. Have a good weekend. And I just walked out. And I, I never forgot that, bro. Shout out, Mr. And of course, it's something I know, but like, like the way he yeah. did that was like. That kind of reminder to stick with you. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about like, about this whole like, everything around this Netflix special and everything like this, like. Like I haven't finished it. They just got done. They just got done with the trial. Like they're pretty much. Well, no, no, no. Everybody just got sentenced. Yeah, they're about to get sentenced. Like okay. they're they're pretty much done. Like homeboy is like, yo, you did the best you could. That's one of the, like one of the last things I was saying. Okay, 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 like, okay. Yeah, but I the crazy is a good actor. The crazy thing with all of this, bro, is like that this is something that happened so long ago and it takes something like this for people to look at it and go, oh my God. During the, during that time, I'm sure there was people shouting out that these boys are innocent. You know what I'm saying? But it's like this got the country gripped right now because it's a movie made about it and all this other stuff. Like The stats that you see when something like this comes out, the effects that one person in your family getting incarcerated has on that family. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of that stuff for those boys to go have to go through all of that for those grown men now to have to go through that and live with that and deal with the repercussions of being wrongfully accused. Like I haven't seen the Oprah, I haven't seen the Oprah interview uh, yet, all well all the way through yet. But somebody was saying like um, one of the boys, um, homeboy, like his dad told him to do that. He was like he hates his father now. Like he doesn't ever want to see him. He hasn't seen him since he went in. All of that life. stuff, like that kind of stuff, tears families apart because it changed his life forever. Yeah, forever. It'll yeah, never, ever. And even oh, everybody's like, oh, you're out now, and all this other stuff. Like, yo, you know what incarceration does to people, yo? I could only imagine. I was just talking last podcast about my forgiveness, and ain't nobody, yo, like, bro, yeah. bro. I don't, bro. It's people that I've still, I don't want to say halfway, but it's still, I've, it's, it's still people that I'm only like eighty to eighty-five percent forgave for stuff they've done to me and it's not like you i don't i, I feel like you can't really see it i still go on living life i love everybody you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. especially if we had a chance to talk about it but something like that yeah every time something happens to me in that cell i'm a i'm a i'm thinking i'm not supposed to be here i'm here i'm, thinking, I'm here yeah 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 and it's just bro like bro i do that when i lose stuff if I was supposed to be down the street already and Keish called me back and now now when I walk out, I drop and break something like, if I didn't have to come back, I probably wouldn't have dropped it. Yeah. I'd be thinking about small stuff like yeah. that. So I'm doing all these years because of you? Bro. Man. And it's just like, it's it's just all the dominoes, man, of all of that stuff. And it's like, those families are forever affected. You guys come into your senses now and getting them up out of there ain't like, it's only... You did the right thing. Congratulations. Congratulations. You finally figured it out. I'm glad that lady lost her job, bro. 
Man. I'm so happy that lady lost her job. And I'm mad she's made all that money off all them bushes. Yeah, this the, this the crazy part. And just to, She like, ain't got a job, but she's not really going to be hurt, bro. She got plenty yeah, of money. To go, like, just the way that they had to depict the boys to get them convicted. I'm watching the whole shit during the trial, and I'm like, there's no way they could convict these niggas, bro. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the thing. This is one of the things, and this is probably just me and my anger from watching it or the parts that I've seen of it so far. I just don't want to see no more shit like that. I'm tired of them telling these oppressive ass stories of us, man. Like, I don't want to see no more slave movies, us struggling over here getting whipped. I know that part of history, nigga. So you don't even want Central Park 5 movies? No, they're needed. That that kind of stuff is needed. Like because there's but I don't need to see them. I know how we're done out here. Okay. And I can hear about that and I can feel for them and but I you can agree do that all they of that. need to be made. No, they need to be made. Okay, okay. But just like it, it's just like the same thing I'll be saying when it's like, okay, it's another slave movie made by a white director. Oh really? You gonna tell our story? This wasn't made by a white director. I know, I know, I know I'm the, but I'm just saying like how how these movies make me feel mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like you y'all yo you know like we kings and queens too like let's get some of them stories out here. You you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that these don't need to be out here. I'm saying that I it's hard for me to watch them, man, because I feel like I'm just I was just telling my wife about this. I feel like they try to keep us angry. Or they try to let us they try to give us reminders, whether it's through whether it's through uh movies, whether it's through what's on the news that we could do whatever the hell we want to y'all, and there ain't really no consequences for it. They're, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like they're trying to let us know, like, don't, yo, I know y'all have Barack up in here, but don't act like y'all in charge. Y'all know who's in charge, nigga. I think it's necessary. That's how I feel. It's necessary for the simple fact that it makes people like me, and I said, don't let me forget, I said the simple fact that, and that's something that LeVar always says. We definitely got to talk about LeVar. I didn't write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, got to yeah. talk about yeah. LeVar. Hey, write it down so we don't forget. Yeah. Um, well, you probably remember. I'll forget. Um, what was I saying? You you were talking about why these movies. It's necessary for the simple fact, for the simple reason of for someone like me who has, I was about to say small plans, but like, I guess in the grand scale, for someone like me who has plans in the near future to try to do something to like push us forward and like educate our youth about us and like what all we need to be doing for someone that feels like I'm really gonna like really step fully into my purpose here in like maybe a few months and a few years here and like really start doing more like for like young black kids that was something that for me it was like keep pushing because I kind of took a break on that end to like do my creative and to do my you know my personal thing Mm -hmm. but movies like that had me like no bro like you 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 gotta open your center now like I I don't even know if you know like I plan to I had a plan back in the day but like that by this idea re-sparked now a few months ago and I'm, i think I, I might even found a business partner to do it with um i'm gonna open an all-black preschool all black teachers all black students all black everything i want to open an all-black preschool and i also want to have lit. i also want to have a uh a uh that's lit uh a youth center that's that's for all the kids that's not yeah. all black but i want i want to have an all-black preschool where we you know what i'm saying we of course you're learning abcs and one two three but we're learning about us. why it's important to love yourself why your skin and your hair is beautiful, why your big round nose is beautiful, why your full lips are beautiful, why you're dope, why you're amazing, all of that. Like, I want I want to, because like, it's funny, I was just talking about that on my Instagram, too. How them first, like, that first five, them first formidable years is, is real important. So I want to have an all-black preschool and then have, like, a, a youth center. And I kind of took a break on that end. 
you know what I'm saying? And, and just recently I got I got back into like, you know, calling, trying to call around and talk to who I need to talk to about raising the money and like getting grants and stuff like that and trying to like see where I at in the Southeast. I want my building to be and stuff like that. But I, like I said, I took a break on it. This kicked me back in the gear. Like, yeah, kicked me all the way back in the gear. And, and I'm sure it wasn't that way for just me. I'm sure there's other people that got similar plans to mine that's like, you know what, I need to get refocused. Or it's another filmmaker like Ava DuVernay that had a plan to make a film similar to this, even if it's fictional, had a plan to make a film like this. It was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta keep on pushing. For, 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 for If not, if nothing else, just for those reasons. I, I'm saying, no, I, for those reasons, I 100% agree with you. I'm saying for me, like, how I get angry and it's just like, I know, bro. It's just like pilling a scab, bro. It's just pulling a scab, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I knew about this Central Park story, like that I that you know what I'm saying. That this movie, and then when you see something like that, it makes you go back and do the research and and look at the old clips and newspaper articles and all of that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It makes you do all that stuff. But for me, it's the same reason I got off of Facebook, bro. I was tired of dealing with people, and I was tired of having to see. Like, those depictions, those, you know, just all this foul shit that's happening to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, when that dude got shot in this in the driver's seat of his car with his girlfriend and his baby in the car, mm. I was watching that on Facebook. And then, and then I had to argue. No, I didn't have to. I did, though. Out of my anger, argue with people that's like, oh, but this and that. But he was, yo, it, it don't matter. His record don't matter. He told the motherfuckers he had a gun in the car. They told him she was leaving. You know what I'm saying? I just get to a place where I'm so mad that I personally don't, like, I need to wait until all the reaction has passed. Because I'm going to jump on social media and I'm going to be attacking people and doing all that stuff. Because going to be attacking people on social media. Well, people that, because people, cause people that's up here trying to justify some of this foul shit. I'm just getting at them like, yo, you obviously don't know. You know, I'm not clapping calling, back at people. Yeah, cla- yeah, clapping back at people and stuff like that. You know what Step I'm saying? Out here cyberbullying people. Man. In the name of racial justice. Man. I, I just... I'm messing with you. I'm just playing off with you. No, no, I feel... It's just hard. It's just, bro... Like I said, they need it, but maybe I don't need to watch them while all the reaction is going on, bro. Maybe I need to see it afterwards where I could just talk to my wife and Darius about it when I'm up in the crib, because I walk around with that anger. I do, too. Like, during this, during the election that got Donald Trump president, bro, I was at work telling people, bro, do not talk to me, bro. I really felt some way about people that were publicly talking about how they plan to vote for Donald Trump or they voted for Donald Trump and I don't need to walk around like that. Bro, I've never said it. Donald Trump and how you felt right after that. I've never said this, bro. And I, I vowed I would never tell this story. Yes, I vowed I would never tell this story, but we're in the family room, damn it. It's real. Uh, when I was working at Point Loma, I was working at a middle school in Point Loma. And I was I was supervising a before and after school program at Point Loma. We sitting at the uh, the signing the signing area was at the the school's lunch tables, and so of course the whole school's walking back and forth past the lunch tables. Right, every day I would see this tall skinny white kid with a Make America Great Again hat on. Every day, and I'm not I'm not. It's not just me being angry. It's not just me feeling away. And like I said, I've never told this story. I promise you. Whenever me and this kid would catch each other looking at each other, he'd give me a look like, hmm, like, hmm. And I promise you, I used to look at him like, and he, he's, a, he's a child. Hmm. I'm 28, 29 maybe at the time, 28. 
And I'm looking at this 14-year-old like, I swear to God, I slap that off your head right now. Yeah. That's the look I'm being honest. That's the look I'm giving him. Okay. Like, I would say one word about MAGA anything, and I'm slapping that hat off your head. And he used to look at me like, I wish you would come over here and touch me. Like, he used to look Boy. at me like, I'm daring you to do something so I can go call my dad. He used to be, he'd, he'd give me a look every, I pro, I'm not making it up. Absolutely. So, bro, like, he, he used to, <laughs> and one day, <laughs> one day, and you know how, like, a lot of times when you're walking with kids and, like, you know what I'm saying, on a job with kids, you're walking backwards, you're not even watching where you're going. I'm taking some uh, some, some sixth graders up back to their classroom, and it's early in the school year, they don't know where stuff is. I'm taking them back up to their classroom so they can go and grab something. I'm walking backwards. This may be the second week of school. I bump into this kid, bro. And off top, no matter who I bump into, don't matter. If I'm walking backwards and bumping into you, it's my fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So as soon as I bump into him, I'm like, oh, my bad. And then I see him, bro. After I readjusted and then we walked past each other, he walked like like mad close to me, bro. And I, I gave him a little like. The fuck off me now. And it kind of looked and kind of like, and this is a kid, bro. Yeah. And I kind of like looked behind me. He was looking at me like, come do it again so I can go call my dad. And bro, like, I I was so angry then. And he and he would just keep looking at me like, yeah, yeah, do it. I dare you. Yeah. Do it. I dare you. And I'm just like, bro, I, I give you a reason, bro. But anyway. I just, man, yeah. That is obviously for African American folks. Like, for everybody that's got a plight in this country, Um, that's a sore subject, but it's just. I like I try to explain this to people. It's just like the anger that it just happens so often. It seems like it's so public when it's happening to us that I feel like it's a reason it's public like this. They want us to know. Look, George Zimmerman killed this boy. He's walking free. You know what I'm saying? Like every now and then we get updates on what the hell George Zimmerman's up doing nowadays. I don't care. Stop showing that jazz nigga, man. I feel like that's any other news, though. It's a lot of stuff that we don't care about that they keep showing. I I feel you, bro. And I'm saying, I feel like they keep on showing us that for a reason. Let's keep them outraged. Let's keep them angry. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is. Like, But whatever. I mean, I guess from, from uh, one controversial middle-aged man to... Oh, well, Donald Trump older than a motherfucker. But... To another one, you want to talk about young Lavar? I did. Lavar? I like to segue. I did want to talk about Lavar. So, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> you talking about the first take shift? Yeah. What okay. he said to my. If you don't know, uh, everybody know who Lavar Ball is. He's real. If you don't know, get from under that rock. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball just got traded from the Lakers to the to the Pelicans. He's Lonzo Ball's dad. Uh, the youngest son out of high school pulled his uh, middle son out of out of college. Uh, so they could go, yep. So they could go overseas to Lithuania and play professional basketball, right? Um, real controversial, controversial, and I have actually forgot that he had like controversial stuff with women before, mm-hmm. with the female ref, and then I believe that oh, when he told old girl from uh from Colin Cowherd showed a uh, Joy Taylor, line. yeah. No, it wasn't Joy Taylor at the time. Joy Taylor might get in business. Leahy, but, Christine Leahy. Yeah, yeah, Christine Leahy. He told, he told her to stay in her lane, um, which I didn't have a problem with because he was like, it was that that was like, I felt like he was saying like, I'm talking to the head honcho here. Like, you're, you're way back there. You're small potatoes. I'm talking to the man of the hour, right? I'm talking to the, yeah. the leader. This is of his show. show. I'm talking to him. You're on this show. I'm not talking to him. That's how I took yeah, that. Yeah, Um, I will say with this, though, um, the first time I heard it, 
I was like, oh, LeVar, wow. And then the more I watched it and the more I listened to it, I it, I just not like that. I didn't think nothing of it either until it was like on the set that they were like, uh. You but, know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think nothing of re- it either. The reason you have to put something is because he has a history. It, not not even that, because I feel like the, the, the other stuff, he was like, that the female ref, he was like, this isn't my first run-in with her. I feel like she's coached me unfairly before. I don't know if it's because of who I am or who my boys are, but I don't like her. So this isn't my first run-in with her. It's not like he was like, it's a female ref. I, she's a girl. She can't ref. Get her out of here. It yeah. wasn't that. He's not targeting. Right. And like I said, I already told you how I felt about the Christine Leahy thing. So both of those were like, I didn't feel like he was being like chauvinist or yeah. disrespected women or whatever. Other people took it that way. I understand how you could, but I didn't take it that way. This, like I said, the first time I heard it, I took it that way. But then the more I listened to it, the more I listened to how he said it and his looking at his face, like right when they cut to him, I didn't take it that way. But you always have to take into account the way Molly took it. Because she was obviously taken aback. And then when they asked Molly how she felt, and somebody, I think it was TMZ. They said change gears or something yeah, like that. Oh, right? yeah. So Mo- Molly was like, so let's change gears for a minute. And he was like, you could change gears with me anytime. Yeah. We all know how the way Levar talked when he trying to when he trying to get in his Levar ball back. Yeah. If it had been something like that, <laughs> you could change gears with me anytime. But yeah. I, I, that's how I think. That's what I think. Yeah. It would have been something. It would have been a little more than rubbing his hands or his little shoulder thing or something. But it was it was harmless. I. And but but like I said, Molly was obviously taken aback and was like, "Whoa, let's stay on point here." And then TMZ caught up with her and asked her how she felt. Oh, and how Jalen felt. And Jalen was like, "I I she." She said Jalen just wants him to apologize publicly. So Jay, the husband took it away, and she took it away. So there's, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he was obviously out of pocket a little bit. Yeah, you know, I I guess. Yeah, and you know what? I sh- I give uh, or sh- not not out of pocket, but should apologize if he offended both. Yeah, of them. I give Molly and Jalen Rose props for being such a public couple, and they're both on TV every single day. Every day, she works with two men. He works for the same company in a different capacity, but they're doing the same job. Like, she's been working for where she's at. And Jalen's a basketball player has transitioned into that world. He does he does a very good job at that. And I give them props for having for being so, so uh out here publicly with their relationship and how they deal with stuff in that world. Cause I think just in that sports media world, that has to be a tough space for women. It has to be a tough space. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time, you're talking to men about something they do with only men for their profession, which is controlled by mainly men. You know what I'm saying? And But with this, um, I'll, I'll just I'll rewind on LeVar Ball. I felt like with the Christine Leahy thing, I felt a kind of way about it because... Like, because I felt the, the intent was to make her small. And I don't feel like, I'm not saying he wasn't being, I'm not saying he was chauvinistic or whatever it is, but the intent was definitely to make her feel small. And I don't think that he would have done that to a man in that same spot. I don't think he would have said that. He might have been like, I'm not talking to you or whatever it is, but. So you don't think he would have did that to Whitlock? The dude that he was, the only thing he to be concerned with is snacks. The fat dude that wore the fedora hats on Fox. I I don't think what I'm saying is like I think he would have said the same thing. I think I think he would have insulted if he was positioned in the same way like that, to where he was like I'm facing this way, you're back there. I ain't even got to look at you. Stay in your. I feel like he he probably would have said the same exact thing, and would have came with that that snacks joke in Whitlock's face. 
Maybe, but I don't. I don't feel like I don't feel like he would have made it a point. I feel like he might have ignored him. He might have gave him a little shot. But the point was definitely to be like, "You're beneath me. I'm over here talking to the man, and I don't. I'm not. And I don't feel like I'm. I don't feel positive that he would have did that to a man in that spot. And 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 another reason why I feel like he would have because he said he said what he said to her and didn't want to speak to her because all the stuff that she was saying about him that his sons are afraid of him and they don't they're afraid to speak up because like I'm afraid what he what he does to them when no one's looking like do you look at Lonzo when he speaks he looks afraid it's like he's afraid of his dad like saying all of this crazy stuff that just like had no ground like have, did, didn't make any sense and was just disrespectful like like I, I don't know if I would have handled it the same way but I would have taken offense to her saying that 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 my son is afraid of me when I got nothing but love for my kids. Like, yeah, they they respect me. And when, when I'm in the room and I tell them to straighten up, pull their pants up, yeah, they're going to do it. But they're not afraid of me. Yeah. Like, I thought that was foul. And so I thought that was just him. Like, I don't mess with you. Like, I, I ain't caught you on this show, but I ain't come to talk to you. Yeah. Stay in your lane. I'm talking to cops. No, I, I, I feel that. That's just how I felt out at the time. But with this, I'm just saying I don't have a problem with him trying to make her feel small after she said that stuff. Yeah. That's all I'm with saying. This, with, this Molly, with this Molly Karam stuff, like... I'm I'm with your I'm I'm where you're at, but I start with how Molly felt because she's the one making the comment. She's the one feeling that in that room, and I always I always tell people this: like when you're talking to a girl, you could say something to her, and both of y'all know exactly what you mean. But no, nobody it, it, that could be something that's taken a million different ways by a million different people. When you're in a room, you know what I'm saying. Like I'll use me and my wife for example. Like a lot of times, like if we don't hear each other, we'll just be like, hey. Like, to get each other's attention. Like, I did that one time in mixed company, and somebody was like, do not talk to her like that. I bet I can guess who it was. You, you know what I'm saying? So, like, she knows exactly what I meant. But people on the outside obviously think, like, I'm being too aggressive, or I don't need to be talking to her like that, or whatever it is. So I start with what Molly felt. For no other reason, LeVar, he could, you could say whatever you want, and... He's going to say whatever he wants. You have to come out here and apologize for making her feel that way, regardless of what your intent was. You know what I'm saying? And and this is why I say, like, I just respect Molly and what she does. She says something about fantasizing. And then Max says something about, oh, Jalen Rose. And she's like, I was fantasizing about, like, a quarterback situation or a quarterback battle. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, she has to deal with that shit all the time. Maybe Max is trying to make good TV, but it's at the expense of her and her relationship. Mm -hmm. So, LeVar, if you made her feel like anything was towards her or might have been some, something that could her and her other have to talk about after this, you need to apologize for that. For the simple fact that she felt some way, now she has to go back and tell her husband, like, hey, look, I felt like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jalen's gonna see it. He's obviously gonna want to check on his wife. Like you need to come out so so it's known that you that wasn't your intent. You can apologize and say I'm sorry for how it made you felt. That's not my intent, and people could take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? But you got to issue the my bad, my bad, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to do that. You got to do that just to smooth it over and make everything cool. If it's me, if that wasn't your intent. It should be no big deal to make it cool. You know what I'm saying? If it's me, my apology would be, 
I apologize for making for making Molly feel uncomfortable, and I apologize to Jalen. You know, I apologize that Jalen feels like I was trying to like come at or disrespect his woman. But come on, man, like that's that genuine. I wouldn't say come on, man. It, ha, it it needs to be genuine. I would also state though that wasn't my intent, and that's not what I was doing. Like, like I, I literally have a show that's been running on Facebook for like three years now. One of the topics is me and my wife's relationship. Like everybody knows happily married man. Yeah. I talk about how I fell in love with this woman, this woman early on. I talk about how I knew this woman was going to be my woman. Like everybody knows that I'm a married man. So y'all really think that I'm going to come on public tele on national television and shoot my shot at a married woman? Come on, but bro. No, but it's not even shooting your shot. It's make good TV or do whatever it is at the expense of people thinking you're taking a shot at her. Well, then I would say that, though. Yeah. With, with everybody knowing about my relationship, all of the stuff I just said, with everybody knowing about Molly and all the stuff I just said, y'all really think that I'm going to come out here and try to make good TV that way? No, I, I feel it. I, and that's, I'm just saying, like, you need to say something because there's a couple right now. And you don't know what Jalen wants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because And, and this is my thing. And this is what I always tell people, like, yo, fam, unless somebody being flagrant, they came up and disrespected you, if your intent wasn't whatever they think it is, just make that shit cool. Yeah, unless somebody coming up to you now, they getting disrespected. You're like, fam, I wasn't even trying to do that, but you can get your ass with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. whatever. And then, there's a line that they shouldn't be crossing even in their anger either. You know what I'm saying? But it's understandable that people raising an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't your intent, just go ahead and put their eyebrows back down. Just make it cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you want to be on ESPN again. You can say whatever you want. You, know, you can you say what? whatever you want, LeVar. I would probably leave with that. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'll probably get up there and be like, look, man, we all know why we're here. Obviously. I will say, though, but I do apologize. Because I did make Molly feel away. Jalen did, you know, take it away. So I do apologize for that. I meant no disrespect. But I would, I'd for sure get all of that off. Like, come on, bro. Like, y'all really think that's what I'm doing on national TV? No, I feel you. I would get all I, of that I, off. No, I feel it. I just, yeah, that that was, um. And, and I don't like, though, they asked him at the Drew League on Saturday. He was like, her mind in the gutter. That's what he said. He was like, I mean, you know me. Obviously, I forget what he said before that, but he said something about her mind being in the gutter. And it's like, nah, bro, She, you made her feel away. Yeah. And, and that's my thing. You can't disregard how she felt if that's not your intent. And that's that's the thing that LeVar Ball got I, a tough time doing. I agree, doing. but I don't know if I can take that from you. Because you're the king of, that's not real, that's how you feel. I was, I was like, I don't know yeah. anymore. But that's, that's like been one of your favorite lines. Yeah. I, and my mind, how I would rationalize that, because I do feel like that. But this is a very public platform, and she has to live with what everybody is thinking from that situation. Her husband's got to ask her about it. Bro, if I do something publicly on national television, I'm going to go on national television and make it right. Regardless of whatever it is, because somebody else has to live with that. If me and you up in here and you felt some kind of way about something I said and it was just me and you up in here and I tell you what it was and you still feel a kind of way, like, okay, that's on you, bro. That's how you feeling. If he come out and he make his apology and Molly's like, yo, I don't accept it. Okay, that's how you feel. Cool. I can't do nothing about it. All right, whatever. But you're, then, talk, you're talking about an apology. You're saying if we're sitting in here and you say something to me that I don't like and I take it away, but that's not how you feel. You said, yeah, that's how you feel. No. This Isn't is that what, the same situation? Or am I, am I not understanding? No. I, I don't think it's the same situation because there's more that, like, that Molly and LeVar wasn't having a private conversation. 
and she took something away, let him know about it, and she just not coming off of how she feel. And if, so if, the fact that it wasn't a private conversation is kind of like the kicker there? Yeah, because there's a bunch of stuff I got to deal with now because this is so public. And if that wasn't your intent, just come out here and make it cool for me. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, and this is my thing. LaVar, you don't want, you run around with enough, and I know you don't care. I know he don't care. He don't give a damn. But if you're going to get banned from ESPN, he's like, I'm not an employee there. No way. That's kind of the point. You have privilege to get in here. And now you don't. Do you ever want to be on this platform again? If that wasn't your intent, just make that shit cool. If Molly doesn't accept your apology, there's nothing you could do about that. But if you don't apologize, because this happened publicly, now you're the bad guy. I agree with that. You you know what I'm saying? Refusing, refusing to apologize. And so you're saying makes you look a certain so way. Are you it saying, makes it look like your intent was how she felt. Are you saying you would only apologize? keep from looking like the bad guy? Is that what you're saying? Because if you really feel like you didn't do anything wrong, are you saying you'd only apologize because of you don't want to look like the bad I would, guy? I would apologize in my part for whatever you have to deal with as a result of that. Okay. I wasn't trying to do nothing foul to you, but I understand how this is a situation for you now. Guys, I wasn't trying to do that. You could take it or leave it, but from this point on, everybody knows where we stand. You out here trying to defend it and do all that stuff, like in the clip I seen on Instagram... It makes it look like your intent was how she felt. You know what's funny? When Isaac sent you, uh, I'm not breaching security. I'll just ask him later. But when Isaac sent you outside to talk to Derek that day, when we when he was getting a little turned up in here, that's pretty much what Isaac was telling you. Like you said something that Derek didn't like, and you said it out here in front of everybody, and then he made him feel away. So he went out there so he can cool off because he didn't want to wild out. And you was like, no, bro, that's not what I said. Whatever, whatever. And Isaac was like, no, bro, you're wrong. Like, what you said made him, like, Isaac was pretty much saying, what you said made him look away out here in front of everybody. And you just said it out here in front of everybody. That's pretty much what you're saying. Like, he got to deal with that. Like, you just you just said that, and now everybody's like, dang, like, there, you just don't eat that? That's pretty much what Isaac was saying that day. That's why I'm asking, that's why I was asking what would what would make you apologize. That's why I was asking that. No, and that, I mean, and I don't think you're breaking no, no, no code or nothing mm -hmm. talking about that, but, like, even with that, I did go and apologize. Right, right. And, and that's why and I that, And that's what I'm saying. And my, exactly. And was it because of the way he felt or the way everybody else, the way it made him look to everybody? No, that's why I'm asking that. It, the way it made him felt because everybody was there. You know what I'm saying? Me and Derek talk all the time in here and we argue and we say whatever we gonna say. So it's never an issue. If it was just the three of us in here and you said that, you wouldn't apologize for it? No, I don't feel like I would. And I'm like, come I, on, and fam, I, you know. And, and, I I and I believe you. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm digging this deep. That's yeah. why I wanted to see, like, what yeah. your answers are. And, that, and okay. that's why, and when I when, when I talked to him out there, I was like, come on, bro, you know what I meant. And, and like, and I told him, I was like, come on, bro, you know you know what I'm saying. We all talk pretty much the same way. Like, you know what's up, bro. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I know, but it's it's like, it's a lot of people. It. And I mean, in our case, like, there was liquor involved and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it was. You know what I mean? But, like. When we talked about it, part of it was like, hey, look, man, like, maybe I shouldn't have said this, that, and the third, but I feel like you're taking this out of hand because there's other people around. And he's like, well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I don't have, any, I don't have anything. I don't have a problem with that, though. Hmm. I don't have a problem with, like, I mean, everybody's going to keep the same energy, but I'm with that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm with that. If we all in here. I mean, I, I I be telling people all the time. I'm I'm past the I'm, I'm I got a, I got a wife and a kid. Like I'm past the point to be fighting over words. But I used to be the type that, like, if you call me to be word, we gotta catch the fade. Mm. 
but with like one of my brothers or one of my close homies, if if it's just if it's just us and it's nobody but the team and we ain't here and they get heated and you call me that, I'm be like, hey bro, you better watch your mouth. You say that again, we gotta catch the fade. But if you say that one time outside, we at the gym and you say it just out, I'm not saying nothing. We have to fight. Yeah. And this is and this is that, what I'm saying. And that that's just that's just what I'm saying. And I think it. the difference is when you say it out in front of people, you're trying to portray me as a certain way and I have to fight that. You and your words ain't really moving me like that. Now, that I but, mean, that, it's definitely some ego in there. No, for sure. You, no, yeah. And 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 my thing has always been, you're trying to make it okay for everybody to step to me like this, and I can't have that. So me and you got to go at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, if it's just, you know what I'm saying, small little setting, we all know what's up. Like, especially if it's the squad, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always, um, I always tell, talk to wifey about, we was talking about Rod earlier. I, and I told her, like, me and Rod talk almost exactly the same way. We talk pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty much unfiltered and whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And when we talk to each other, I don't think me and Rod have ever got into it. And we cousins. And, and you know what I'm saying? It's understandable if we fought once or twice. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever got into it. You know what I'm saying? Because we know we mean when each other are talking. Mm-hmm. But now, if I'm in a gym and I'm somewhere, I'm like, yo, Rod, you want some... He has to do something because everybody in there ain't me. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about that? Is that too much ego? I don't think that's too much ego. And to be honest, I think it. I think depending on who it's from, it could be very little ego. As more as it is like, I'll put it like this: like when we're when we're in the gym, when we're in the gym out here, like when we used to go to the open run every Saturday. You can't get punked in a gym full of people because somebody next week is gonna try to punk you. For no other reason, because last week they saw somebody try to punk you. You could call that ego or whatever you want. But I don't feel like that's ego. Me neither. Because I have to deal with something as a result of this. So I'm going to deal with it now with you. And everybody else in here is going to know that I'm not going to do that. You could do it if you want to. But you know what's gonna, well, you know what I'm going to do. You know what my response is going to be to this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying with Molly and LeVar. She's had to deal with something. She felt a certain way or whatever it is. You did this in a very, very public place on national television. Give her that if she doesn't believe you. You can't do nothing with that. But you're over here fighting a battle that you can't win, bro. I think it has more to do with how she took in that situation. I think it has more to do with how she took it. Because if she didn't, if everybody took it a crazy way and she didn't, and she was just like, I didn't, I thought it was a weird comment, like, you could tweet yeah, she was like, come on, guys, it's LeVar, you know what I mean? But even if she took it away, but was like, it's LeVar, I'm not paying it no mind, I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about if she legitimately didn't take it away, if she didn't feel any way, if she wasn't like, whoa, let's stay focused here, none of that, and she didn't, if she was just like, you could change gears me anytime, okay, perfect, let's talk about da-da-da-da, and then people are like, how did you feel in TMZ, how did you feel about LeVar's comment, what, what comment, what are you talking about? If she legitimately didn't feel a way, yeah. then, then there's nothing to deal with. Everybody else will talk, and you didn't feel a way, so there's nothing to deal with. Yeah. There's only something to deal with because she felt a way. Yeah. No, I and I, I'll sum I'll sum my side up like this. Like, I think that the way people take stuff can make you feel a way. That might that that that's probably that's probably being that's probably true of being called the B word. Yeah. Because like, honestly, let's say because this, this is a scenario I play out in my head. For a man, I'm talking. Jalen Rose is on another set and another studio. Maybe he's in that studio, just not in there at the at the right time. Or maybe he's in there watching that. Mm-hmm. And 
She says, oh, let's change gears. And he's like, you could change gears with me anytime. And Jalen's like, yo, what? And now when they in a break or whatever, she's like, he's like, yo, are you okay? And now she's worried about her husband now. Okay, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now she's like, okay, Jalen, I don't want to get on social media and blast him or whatever it is. Like, she has to deal with a certain amount of baggage as a result of this. Mm -hmm. Just make it cool. Just make it cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, just make it cool, bro. Especially, to me, it looks like your intent was a certain thing when you just hard on the numb. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll use I'll use uh me and little bro. I was totally against giving him an apology until Isaac was like, "Yo, bro, like you need to go out there. You need to go out there. Like mm -hmm. he's hot. This like this is in front of people. Like you know what I'm saying?" And I was like, "Okay, I feel you." And we went out there, and I, you know what I'm saying, for my part in whatever he's feeling now. Right. Wasn't my intent, whatever it was, but my part in whatever you're feeling, whatever you think is going on in there, whatever, I'm sorry for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and in most cases, I think that's what anybody's like looking for in that, especially when your intent wasn't to make them feel however they took it. They can take you saying, my bad for getting it to this point or whatever it is, my part in this or whatever. And, but he could say, sincerely, Molly, I was not trying to do that. If she doesn't believe you, okay, it's on her now. But you've made it clear that that wasn't your intent. You've, you've said sorry for whatever part you've had to deal with. So that calmed down social media, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Because you know as soon as that went up, memes of boom, boom, boom. Her name is, her at name is being dragged through a whole bunch of stuff. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just saying like, you, you could defuse it. You could defuse it if you want. And when you don't want to, it makes you look a certain way. I agree. But I'm also, no, no. Okay. I was about to say, I'm also, like I said, not with apologize for something that you, you didn't do. Because if you feel like you didn't come at her foul, then there's nothing to apologize for. But you offended her in some capacity. Yeah. So that you do need to apologize for. Mm. You know. Um, I don't know if I talked about it yet. I, I want to talk about another thing I'm watching on Netflix. Did I already talk about the show Good Girls? Did I already talk about that on here? I don't think so. I'm late to the party. It's another show. It's already like... I think two, maybe three seasons deep. Hey, have you been? Have you watched Dear White People? The show? I've seen the movie. No, the, I've the show. Watched, I've never watched the show. Okay, the show is. They're about to come out with season three in like uh, another week or two. You usually get caught. It's short enough where you can get caught up in time, but it's a it's, it's a really good show. Did it's already, a really good show. I already talked about See You Yesterday on here, right? The two black kids, it's time travelers. Yeah, yeah. That movie's super dope. If you haven't checked that one out, um, uh, uh Good Girls. Three, uh, I was about to say housewives, but three like suburban moms, um, two white, actually it's a, a sisters, two white sisters, and then one of the, I think the, the older sister's homegirl, who's black, I wish I knew all their names, um, but the, the black mom, her daughter is like on an oxygen tank, and like she's super sick, she needs something, the, uh, the older sister's husband she just caught her husband cheating, and I forget how, but he just tricked off, like, all the family money, and they're on the verge of, like, losing the house, and they got four kids. And then the little sister is, I uh, is I don't know if they ever divorced or got married, but she's single with a gay daughter. That is not, like, that's not, like, the topic. Her, her daughter's dope. Um, but she's, like, about to, like, start a custody battle with the daughter's dad, and she's, like, broke, making $9 an hour as, like, a checkout girl at the grocery store. Ooh. So they all need bread. One of them kind of drugs. You know how these movies go. One of them kind of jokes around at first. Like, we should just go hit a lick. We should just go rob something. And then, they don't, I think they only know about the, the black lady's uh, daughter. 
And then the other two get hit with the other two things. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we finna do this now. But what happens is, what happens is, set it off, shit. they rob the store. The store that they rob is where the little sister is the checkout girl at. She got a tramp stamp, a real distinct tramp stamp. She's the one that takes her manager back there to open the safe. She got him down on his knees. He taking too long to get into the safe. She like, forget it, I'll do it. She lean into the safe, shirt come up, he see the, he see the tramp, and he be trying to get at her. Mm-hmm. And they kind of foreshadowed like the first time, ah, first time he walk up to get at her, he see the tramp stamp and kind of look at her booty. Yeah. And then, so then when she lean into the thing, he look at the tramp stamp again, and he like, well, yeah. Yeah. And he like got her. And he been he be, he been getting at her. Like he liked her. He been trying to get at her. Boom, got her. He put the money in there, let her get away, but he know they did it. And so that's when and then it turns out the money they robbed is some like gangster dude that like uses that store uses that's that store to clean his money. Yeah. So they they end up in all kinds of shit. Yeah. You gotta check it out. It's a it's a it's a it's that's a good money? Good girls. Good girls. Okay. It's a good. It's oh, I seen. I seen a, a little commercial. Season for that. one is on Netflix, and then season two, like episodes five through nine, are on Hulu. Okay. I don't know how to get to episodes one through four on season two. Yeah, but well, Hulu do that. They do a certain amount of time, and then they take the earlier ones off. So when they put it back, you got to come back. This is us. This is us. Need to need to need to come on back. September need to get here, man. <laughs> I need to get back to crying on uh, Wednesday morning. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's everything on the docket. Yeah, that's everything I got. Yeah, I just checked everything. I think we ran. We think we ran down. That was a good pod, man. I think we we're pretty cohesive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting better. At get some thing. get some good potting going. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about this when you were saying like uh, your voice on because I don't listen back to every episode. Um. But I, I edit it, so I try. Why yeah. they trying to like? Did I cut that out? Did I do this? Yeah. Did I put it together? So I do. Um, I do. I do listen to most, but I I I be sitting there lying if I said I listen to all of them. But you said with like your voice and everything on there, like I be listening. I'm like, how do I sound on the? How do I sound on the mic? Like, does my voice come across come come across like full or like clear? Because I always think like when I listen to us on Spotify, um, I'm always like, do I really sound like that? You know what I mean? So I was gonna ask you, do you have like do you have like a like a like a podcast voice? I don't. I could develop one. I was just telling somebody at work, I love the way I sound, like when I got a sore throat or when like I got a cough that won't go away. I wish that was my normal voice. Or <laughs> like or like or like my like my, my super duper tired voice where I'm I'm only awake just because it's like I wanna see the people that's there or yeah. like I don't I don't know. I'm just yeah. hanging on it like the last little bit. Like yeah. that voice, I like that too. But no, I don't know. I don't I haven't done anything. One, one, I was about to say tip I give, but I guess a helpful hint I give you. Pretty much every pod when I edit, I edit out a lot of my stuttering and a lot of your uh. You say uh a lot, bro. If I just gave you like just the audio before I edit it and just put that yeah. one out, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, obviously. Yeah. If I just gave it to you and let you listen, you'd be like, damn. I probably, I don't know how many, but I cut out a lot of uhs, bro, and a lot mm. of my stuttering. Hmm. Something I got to clean up, I guess. Nah, Bert, no, Bird, Bird told me that too. And Isaac, Isaac, um, Isaac, oh, he told me, well, I think he was here. He was like, yo, I sound trash on the podcast I was on, bro. He's like, you couldn't hear me. He was like, do I really, he's like, do I really sound like that? Do I really be stuttering like that? 
I was like, no, nah, not really. I was like, I think it was just you like thinking. Because mm-hmm. when you first in front of a mic, you thinking like, how do I sound? Like you want to come across a certain way, so you like uh, <clears throat> and see, type that's, of thing. That's I had to get out of that. I, I had was, to get out of that. I was telling people like I asked Dora to come through the party. He's like, nah, bro, I don't think that's for me. I asked Jesse to come through the party. He's like, nah, bro, I just wanted to sit in while y'all record. I don't want to get on the mic. And I was thinking like, I don't know if it's because from the performing arts elementary school because yeah. I used to rap and I used to go to the studio and record, but I don't feel a way about yeah. like getting on the mic. I don't necessarily like my voice, but I don't yeah. feel a way about coming to record. See I see I it's not I everybody, did, I get it. I didn't um I never I never minded it, but at first I did have to think about I had to get myself out of not thinking about my voice, out of not thinking about what I'ma say, how I'ma say it. Like before, like when I used to just put like the rundown pretty much. I used to put like my little notes. Make sure you hit this. Make sure you hit that. Like I don't do that so much anymore because I don't want anything directing like me to the conversation. Same. Like even when I said like I love the Joe Budden podcast. I love uh Jamel Hill's podcast. Um, there's a couple of different podcasts I listen to, but I intentionally don't listen to those until after we record because I don't want anything coming into like my thoughts or anything like about you know what I mean you hear so much stuff on social media and I think part of why they give us all this shit free is so they can like skew people's like view and see certain shit. But I, I and I don't want that to come in there so I kinda cancel all that stuff out. Like it well I listened to the Joe Budden podcast because they was gone for a week and then they came back. So I listened to the pod. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying or whatever. But um I listen, most of the time I wait till after. I wait till after. I listen to I listen to them, obviously, because I like it. I'm not finished. I'm like, it's all just for studying purposes. But I listen to the Joe Budden podcast in particular, the Jalen and Jacoby podcast, and the Flagrant 2 podcast, because all three of them are really good at just letting the BS happen for a little bit, especially the Joe Budden podcast. Mm-hmm. They're really good at, like, they'll be talking about, like, like man, on the way to the dance and went to go talk to Shorty. Okay, give it to me. Yeah. What was the outfit? What was your go-to outfit going to go going to the dance? And it'll be like really good topic, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. and so I'll be like, I need we need to do more of that instead of yeah. just like hitting our points. We need to be like, you know what? We talking about that. What's a little like side thing that be a, you know yeah. what I'm saying? A little funny thing that we can yeah. talk about. So I'll be I'll be looking for ways to do that. And then like I said, I watch it like I mean it's not really a podcast, but I watch a lot of a lot of interview stuff because uh, my my interview show is coming real soon. I just uh, set up my. Whew, I just rebooked my second interview for the third time. Hopefully, like one time he can't. No, I think I canceled all three times. Mm. But anyway, and I just set up. I just uh, set up my third interview. That one's for sure gonna happen. I'm not, there's no. I, I gotta make sure that one happen. But yeah. So anyway, might as well go ahead and say it now. I got an interview show coming. Uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead. It's June. I think I'm gonna go ahead and drop the first interview in July. It's gonna be called uh, Link Up. Link Up with Michael Flicks. And I'm gonna do a uh, sit down interviews with uh, different entrepreneurs and like different like movers and shakers in Escondido uh, in Escondido in San Diego. Um, the first one is going to be with uh, my man, uh, Abe Muhazy, the uh, owner of the San Diego Kings. First interview is going to be dropping with him July, shoot, kickball game is the 13th. Maybe I'll drop it the same day. See, I was thinking about, I was just um, bouncing around an idea of starting like a sports podcast because I'm, I'm a junkie and I was thinking like, I've been waiting for you and Darius to start a sports podcast. No, see, and that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Y'all got to let me produce Because we, we sit in here and we... Bro, I've learned so much from about college basketball from this nigga, bro. In one year, bro, like, me and him was going through all the drafts. But you know, I'm deep in that shit. Mm-hmm. And he was bringing up people that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like 
I like a lot of sports shit that don't come up in regular sports news. And I, and I would like to bring that stuff to all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to think who could be like, I mean, not that you would need three, but I was trying to think who could be like y'all's third person. Because I'm, 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 y'all got to let me produce that for sure. Who? Because I, I I'm with that. I'm not. I'm not. I only. I don't keep up with sports enough. I only keep up with with the NBA. So I, I'm yeah. not. I couldn't do a sports podcast. Yeah. Hmm. I was about to say I'll try to find y'all a third person, but it's got to be somebody. I guess it got to be somebody you more or less. No, it don't have to be as long as they cool. Nah, yeah, they, they don't, don't gotta be. As, as, to be honest, it's probably better if, they, if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know any girls that know like they know about all the sports, not just the sport they play? Um, I mean, it wouldn't be all the sports, but we would touch on the big topics. Right, and everything. right, 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 right. Or um, just like, I mean, I mean, your your wife is an athlete, but I don't think she wants to do a podcast. I mean, no, she no, said no. she recorded something with the homegirls and deleted. Yeah. But anyway, we can talk about all this off the air. <laughs> Family Room Podcast, episode seventeen. I'm Mike Rome. Stephon Rome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for messing with us. It's been a same family in a different room. We'll highlight y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Holla.